The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get texted by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. If everyone in the environment knows you as a person who doesn't accept bullshit, wants things done a certain way, and you are willing to stand on it and willing to make the situation uncomfortable for others if they don't do what you want done, when they all know that about you, things seem to get done a lot more easily and a lot more smoothly for you than they do for others. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave the reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never asked themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called The Mirror of Motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. And that sounds like the missing link in your process. And let me give you a hint. It is the missing link in your process. I'll give you a free copy of the Mirror of Motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com.
You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, we're not done. You get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself. It's going to make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how the avoidance of conflict is strangling your success. Before we get into this, let me remind everyone to send out a text every day guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point. I call it the daily motivation. Send out one every week. Does the same thing. I call it the Monday motivation. It does that for the week. You can get these texts. You can choose your weapon, how often you want to receive these by texting me at my number. It's free to join my text community. My number is 305-384-6894. You'll be in my text community. We'll tell you what your options are as soon as you join. Secondly, work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching any of you has ever thought about working with me directly or wondered if I work with anyone directly. The answer is yes. The sub answer to that answer is that it only happens in one place, which is workwhenyourgameuniversity.com. That link's down below in the description. As well, any of you who like to work with me directly. With that out of the way, this topic, how avoidance of conflict is strangling your success. This is a partner episode to what we just talked about in yesterday's masterclass, which is why you need to stop avoiding conflict and confrontation. So today I'm going to go further and get more uh, specific in how your avoidance of conflict may be costing you opportunity right now. And either you are aware of it and you need need me to kind of drive the dagger in deeper in you so you can actually feel it in your gut and do something about it, or maybe make you aware of some things that you are not consciously aware of. Maybe you were aware, but you buried it so that you don't have to think about it too often. Or maybe you're completely unaware and you didn't even realize it. And now when I tell you these things, you're going to be like, damn, Dre's right about that. Maybe I do need to do something about that. That's what this episode is going to do. So as it appears over the last few days, it seems like we're on a run of episodes talking about this mental toughness stuff. And I'm always going to talk about this mental toughness stuff because uh, I like this topic. <laughs> this is a topic that I am very much into. We talked about safe spaces so a couple episodes ago. Then we talked about who to help. Then yesterday was into the conflict. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So let's keep this run going. Let's see how long it goes. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, is how avoidance of conflict is strangling your success. Number one, you want to be liked and accepted more than you want to be successful. I want to let that one soak in. Let that point sit for a minute. You want to be liked and accepted more than you want to be successful. Now, yes, I know what some of you may be thinking, especially those of you who are new here. Yes, sometimes you can have both. You can be liked, you can be accepted, and you can be successful all at the same time. Yes, it is true. Oftentimes, however, there must be a hierarchy between the two. Actually, not let me not say oftentimes, all the time, there must be a hierarchy between the two. They are not a tie. There needs to be a hierarchy. In other words, when you go into a situation, and you don't know how that situation is going to go, but you know what outcome you want to achieve, you have to know before you step into the situation, okay, how far am I willing to go here? How much do I want this outcome to be achieved the way that I want it to be achieved? Am I okay with not getting it exactly as I want it? You should know the answers to those questions before you go into a situation. You should know what's the most important thing here. Is the most important thing for me to be liked and accepted, which may mean compromise and bending and going along to get along, or is the most important outcome here for me to get what I want and to be, quote unquote, successful. My success means getting what I want. 
and I'm willing to be disliked. I'm willing to be an asshole. I'm willing to have some feathers ruffle that ain't mine in order for me to get the outcome that I want. Do you want the outcome that much or do you not want it that much that you're willing to compromise a bit on getting exactly what you want? You need to know the answer to that question because this matters. Because sometimes you can get it all at the same time. But any of you who, again, any of you who plays high stakes games, any of you who has big goals, any of you who is ambitious, any of you who work in a fast paced environment, you know that you can't always get all of these things at once. You got to pick and choose. And you need to know what the hierarchy is. What's number one? What's number two? One needs to be in the driver's seat. And the other one needs to be in the passenger seat. Everyone's been in a car before, right? Everybody knows what a car looks like. Okay, how many steering wheels does a car have? How many driver's seats does a car have? All right, just one. So what's in the driver's seat? What's in the passenger seat? You need to know. Your team needs to know. Your staff needs to know. Your family needs to know. What's in the driver's seat? What's in the passenger seat? Who's sitting in the back? Or who ain't getting it in the car? Who got to walk? Who got to take the bus? So what's more important for you? Being liked or achieving success? Hopefully you can do it all. But what about when you can't? Which one wins? Remember, folks, that every organization must have a boss, even if that organization is just one individual person. So those of you whose whole organization right now is just you. All right. Ain't no team. Ain't no staff. It's just you. All right. What's the boss of your organization? Is the boss being liked and accepted and being friendly with everybody and getting along with everyone? Or is the boss being successful and getting the outcomes that you want, even if that means sacrificing some friendships, even if that means sacrificing being liked and accepted by everybody? What is the boss? When you know who the boss is, then you know if and when push comes to shove and you have to make a choice, you know it's one you're picking. Again, this should be a formula in your mind so you don't have to take too much time thinking about this if and when conflict arises. See, this is the stuff you need to think about ahead of time. I talked about this in episode 1925, doing your homework. Doing your homework means the work that you can do ahead of a situation so that when the situation happens, you already have thought about it and you already know what you're going to do. You already know what actions you're going to take. In sports, they call this practice. In the business world, they call it preparation. Doing your homework. In school, they call it homework. This is one of the reasons why I decided to become an entrepreneur. I decided to become an entrepreneur back in 2002 when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, when I realized that there was a whole different world of people doing business in their careers and making money that was completely different than what had been modeled to me up to that point in my life by people who worked for companies that had full-time employment, which is an honest living. But there was another way of doing it. When I read that book, I said, this is what I'm going to do. After basketball, I'm going to do that. And because of some circumstances in basketball, I kind of started doing it while I was still playing. Different story for a different episode. But because as an entrepreneur, at least in the workspace, I never had to think too hard about being liked versus getting what I want. I don't have to think about that. I don't have to make that choice too often. Why? Because as an entrepreneur, as soon as you start your own thing, you are putting yourself at the head of the table. You're putting yourself at the top of the organizational chart, which means I have nobody above me, which means I don't need to ever consider whether I need someone to like me. Now, I may want someone to like me, but I don't need anybody to like me because I'm in charge. That's one of the main reasons a lot of people become entrepreneurs. I talk to a lot of people who are either budding entrepreneurs, side hustle entrepreneurs, or they are right now working, but they want to be an entrepreneur. And one of the main drivers that pushes people to want to be an entrepreneur is because they don't want anyone above them whom they must 
please and compromise with and go along to get along with because that person's presence controls your paycheck. And I've talked to many entrepreneurs who they just come out and say it. Those are the exact things that they say. I don't want to work for anyone. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. And sometimes they say it and sometimes they don't say it. The unspoken point is I don't want there to be a person whom I can never be in conflict with or never get in confrontation with simply because they have more power than me and they can do something that affects my well-being that I can't do anything about. That's really what a boss is. All right. If you have a boss and you get in too much conflict with the boss, then the boss can fire you. And now you can't pay your bills because you don't have a job. And many people who have jobs are in positions where I can't really afford to lose this job because I got to pay my bills. I got bills due next week. So I need that check. So you know what? Let me just shut up and let the boss do what they're doing and let them give me extra work and let them have these rules that I don't like, but I got to go along with this stuff so I can get along, keep getting this check, but I don't want to keep doing this. And you feel like you're kind of dying inside and you're beating yourself up in the process of having to compromise and you don't want to compromise anymore. So you decide, hey, how about I start my own organization where I'm the boss and now I don't have to do that anymore. And a lot of entrepreneurs I talk to, this is the main reason why they want to do it. This is the main thing. It's not the unlimited income potential. It's not that they want to be on social media. It's not that they want to build a brand and have an audience or do their own thing. The main reason many people want to be entrepreneurs is because of this right here. They don't want to have to compromise, bend, go along to get along and shut their mouths when they want to say something. Many people start their businesses because of this exact reason. And I'm not telling you you're wrong for doing it. But what I'm pointing out here is that This is one of the reasons that I became an entrepreneur, so that I didn't have to make that decision. I didn't have to choose. And so you got to have that formula in your mind. Again, where is it okay to bend and where is it not okay to bend? Now, that doesn't mean as an entrepreneur that you just go stomping through life and you just get whatever you want everywhere you go, because even as an entrepreneur, you're going to run into people who have more say so than you in certain circumstances and within certain contexts. And look, you might want to get along with those people. So it doesn't mean you just when you become an entrepreneur, all of a sudden you can just everything you say just goes and you don't become Don Corleone the first day. So there are things you have to do to build yourself up in the process. But within your organization, you are the person. All right, You get to do whatever you want. Doesn't mean it's going to work, but you get to do it. So as an entrepreneur, generally, when you first start, you have no one to answer to. It's also why when someone works at a company and they want to express something, you want to share an opinion, you disagree with something that's happening. You always got to think twice about whether or not you want to say it or not because of who you're dealing with. It's also why when I'm talking to people, and I've made this point many times, that when someone who works within any type of organization espouses any point or a point of view, or they push a strong belief in some ideology or perspective or whatever side of a conflict or a situation that they express, one of the things that I'm always questioning with that person is, would this person, if they had the exact opposite opinion, would they say it as strongly and as loudly as they're expressing this opinion? I always ask that question about specifically people who work within organizations because I'm always asking myself, okay, if they had the exact opposite opinion and they said that, could they still work at that organization? But they still have a job there. Uh, would they get censored? Would they get suspended? Would they get fired for having the exact opposite opinion? So to give you a simple example, when someone who's working in uh, academia or corporate America espouses some strong dislike for conservatism or Donald Trump or MAGA or the Republican Party, first thing I think to myself, okay, this person, you work at a strongly liberal college or you work at some corporation that has a Black Lives Matter uh, hashtag in their company's social media bio and, and a gay flag up there as well. 
if you were a MAGA Republican, would you go to work with the MAGA hat on and still have a job tomorrow? Or if you voted for Donald Trump, could you announce it out loud and still be working there next week? And if I'm even questioning what if I'm even questioning that, I'll even ask people that directly. And I never get an answer for people when I ask that question because they know the answer and I know the answer. What's hell? No, they wouldn't do any of that stuff because they wouldn't be working there anymore. So that's why I often and anyone listening to this, if the shoe fits, hey, that ain't my fault. But when people who work at inside of bureaucracies, bureaucratic organizations such as and I'm leaving out the government in this situation because the government is literally where these factions come from in this example. But you work in corporate, you work in academia, and you're expressing some very strong like or dislike for a political side or political perspective or political ideology. First thing I'm questioning is, if you had the opposite opinion, would you say it? Would you post it publicly? And often the answer is no, they wouldn't. So this is why I don't take those people's opinions with as much credence as I take someone who I know has the freedom to say whatever they want, someone in a position such as my own. And again, if anyone disagrees with that, you work in a bureaucratic organization, you can have any opinion you want and nobody's going to care. I'm interested to know what that organization is because there ain't too many of them. And as we head towards, I'm recording this in November of 2023, as we head towards that 2024 election, oh, this is going to get worse. Oh, it's going to get a lot worse. And we'll be talking about that in a few episodes. We'll cross that bridge when we get there and that bridge will be crossed. But anyway, get back to what we're talking about here. We're still on point number one. So I always had to think twice when someone who works in a bureaucratic organization expresses a point because I don't know if they truly believe it or if they're just saying it because they work there and that's the only opinion they're allowed to have at that place. Do that, does this person really believe? Are they saying what they are saying in order to continue being accepted at their job? To give you an example of this, I did an episode on this in, let me see if I can find that episode. It was episode 1539. Dre reads an open letter on race from a college professor. This whole episode, all I did was just read this open letter that this college professor wrote. Now, this professor, I, I forget what school he was working at. It may be mentioned in the episode, if you listen to it. It was episode 1539. He basically wrote this letter where he was, he was denouncing the fact that he, as a person with some conservative-leaning views, could not express those views out loud without losing his job and being vilified and completely kicked out of academia as a whole, because the whole thing is he wrote this letter anonymously. So nobody knows who actually wrote this letter. He didn't put his name on it because he knew that if he put his name on it, he would, first of all, get shouted down by his own students, number one. Number two, probably get suspended by the people in charge of his university. Number three, he would end up getting fired. He knew it would happen and he didn't want to get fired. He wanted to keep his job. So he wrote the letter anonymously. And it speaks exactly to the point that I'm making here is that a lot of times when people are in bureaucratic organizations or places where they're not allowed to just say what they want or places where they're not the person on top, you got to be careful what the person on top might think about what you just did or what you're about to say. And this is why I always take with a grain of salt what people say when they're in these positions, especially when they're saying them publicly and loudly and they seem to be doing it to draw attention to themselves. I don't always believe that they believe what they're saying. A lot of it is performative. So the reason I'm using jobs here as an example of what I'm talking about here in point number one is not about jobs, but I'm using jobs as an example here because many of us, especially in the United States, we spend a majority of our waking hours doing things to earn money. All right? We are a very money-driven capitalistic society. That's what we are. And it's a big part of our lives. That's why I'm using work as an example here because almost everyone listening to me can relate. Attention all health enthusiasts. 
Let me tell you how to stay hydrated and healthy when you drink water. Are you tired of constantly worrying about the quality of the water you consume? We all know how important it is to stay hydrated and quench our thirst with clean, refreshing water. But we're risking our health with every gulp by drinking contaminated tap water. So introducing AquaTrue, the ultimate solution to your hydration woes. Unlike ordinary water filters that leave traces of impurities behind, AquaTrue guarantees your peace of mind. With its advanced four-stage reverse osmosis technology, this revolutionary water filter is designed to remove up to 99% of harmful contaminants such as lead, chlorine, pesticides, and even pharmaceuticals. Believe that. Before you dismiss AquaTrue as too good to be true, let's address one thing. Some users have noticed that the filter replacement process can be a bit time-consuming. However, this minor inconvenience is more than outweighed by the top-notch performance and unmatched purity that AquaTrue produces. Now, why does AquaTrue stand out from the crowd? While other water filters struggle to effectively eliminate impurities, AquaTrue does it in literally seconds. I got them. I know. I have it right here in my office. Its powerful filtration system ensures that you and your loved ones can enjoy crystal clear water that not only tastes great, but also promotes optimal health. But wait, there's more. AquaTrue separates itself from the competition with its sleek and compact design. It actually looks great on your kitchen countertop. No more bulky water filter pitchers taking up precious refrigerator space. AquaTrue fits seamlessly on your countertop, providing you with an unlimited supply of pure, refreshing water, literally at the touch of a button. So no more worrying about hidden contaminants that may lurk in your water, because with AquaTrue, you can sip and savor each glorious glass of water, knowing that your health is no longer at risk. So you stay hydrated, stay healthy, and say goodbye to those mediocre filtration systems. So health-focused individuals, don't settle for less when you can have the best. Experience the AquaTrue difference today and gift yourself the purest, cleanest water imaginable. Go to workwhenyourgame.com slash A-T, that stands for AquaTrue, and get $100 off any AquaTrue filter. Again, that's workwhenyourgame.com slash A-T, and get $100 off any AquaTrue filter. Do not miss out on this opportunity to revolutionize your hydration game. Your body will thank you. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how avoidance of conflict is strangling your success. Number two. Many people fail via a simple unwillingness to assert themselves to and protect their own personal interests. And again, this speaks perfectly to what I was just talking about in the previous point, and that a lot of people find themselves at the doorstep of entrepreneurship because of their inability to assert themselves, given the environment in which they are working. They said, I know I can't assert myself in this environment. I can't assert myself against my boss because they'll fire me. So I need to get out of here so I can assert myself. And I can protect my own personal interests. And my personal interest is I don't like anybody telling me what to do. I don't like having to go on break when they tell me to go on break. I don't like having to come back when they tell me to come back. I don't like someone making my hours. I don't like not being able to be with my kids. I don't like missing my kids' softball game. I can't protect my own personal interests while working in this organization. So you know what? I need to start my own organization so that I have final say. I have autonomy. This is, again, people's is not always the unwillingness. It's an inability to assert themselves, but everybody has the ability to assert themselves. The challenge is, as we talked about in, I was just actually from the day that I'm recording this, I was just listening to this episode myself of my own show. It was episode, I believe, 2740, Confidence versus Courage. See, in order for you to really assert yourself in a place where you're not used to asserting yourself, 
doesn't take confidence because you may not have confidence. You've never done it before. What you need is courage. You need the willingness to step forward, even though stepping forward is an unusual movement for you, even though it pushes you out of your comfort zone. But this whole thing, protecting your personal interests is what we call politics. Or this is the definition I give of politics. You're leveraging your relationships with other people in order to protect or defend your personal interests. Maneuvering yourself amongst others to do so is politics. And many people look at politics as some type of negative, slimy thing they never want to get involved in. But if you never get involved in politics, folks, you'll probably never be very good at getting your way because politics involves your maneuverings amongst other human beings. So most of the time we're trying to get our way. Usually it involves other humans in some way, shape or form. We're trying to get them to listen to us, buy from us, cooperate with us, stop blocking us, get in our way, help us, assist us, connect us with somebody. Usually it involves other humans when we're trying to get our way. So if you don't like politics, then you probably don't like success either. Politics is a good thing to be involved in. Maybe you don't call it politics. Some of you call it networking and call it relationships. Well, it's the same thing. See, we call it networking and relationships when politics are working positively in our favor. And we call it politics or we call it, some people call it office politics or cronyism or nepotism when politics somehow, some way works against us. But it's all the same thing. It's all two sides of the same coin. The coin is the relationships you have with other people, whether they are positive, negative or non-existent. That is politics. And if you want to get good at dealing with other human beings, you need to get good at politics and start calling it politics. And you'll start looking at it in a different light and more positively. You need to learn how to be a politician and just be good at politics. You don't have to get deep in the political game, but you do need to be good at politics rather than being bad at it. I talked about this in episode number 747, why and how to be political ASAP. Episode 131, how to make politics work in your favor. Episode number 2476, be a general or a politician. Episode number 1965, how to be political. Episode number 1692, why you suck at politics and how to fix it. So as you can see, we talked about politics a lot here on the show. Politics is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. So if you're dealing with multiple human beings in your work life, you should learn how to play politics or politics will play you. You know those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway? Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how avoidance of conflict is strangling your success. And by the way, to follow up on something I said in point number two, the better you are at politics, the more relationships you have, often you can leverage those relationships to deal with conflict and conversation before it even happens. You can help have other people take care of stuff on your behalf so you won't even have to. Point number three, your reputation precedes you. When people know you, as someone who is willing to engage, 
even in an uncomfortable conversation. That reputation will work in your favor, even when you still need to engage in the uncomfortable conversation. So sometimes your willingness to engage in uncomfortable conversation will prevent people from even getting into an uncomfortable conversation with you because they don't want to deal with it. But sometimes you will still need to have that uncomfortable conversation. But the fact that people know you're willing to have it, it will still work in your favor because your opposition, so to speak, will be on their heels at the beginning of the conversation just because they know who you are and they have an expectation of how you do things. So often you won't have to engage because, again, most people, as I told you yesterday, are afraid of these encounters and they will bend to your will just to avoid them or they'll avoid you just to avoid it. And I'll give you an example. Right here in my building, if anything goes wrong inside of your unit in a building like this, you simply submit some type of request. They have applications and portals and stuff. You submit a request. All right, the shower is not working or the water is not hot enough or this fixture is broken. Somebody needs to come fix this. The, the handle on the cabinet door or something like that. Now, I remember submitting a request to management for whatever reason seemed to be dragging their feet on getting a specific request fixed all right, here for me some time ago. In other words, they were just taking too long to address my voiced concern. Now, after a, about a day of the situation not being fixed properly, and I was going through their requested channels to get it fixed, I took matters into my own hands by simply going to the management office to talk to people in management face-to-face. Now, to preface this situation that I'm telling you about here, I know that they know what type of person I am because I've done this before. All right, there have been times in the past where there were situations that were even more serious than a, this recent situation I'm talking about, where things were not getting done properly. They were not being done the right way and they were being done way too slowly. And I had to go up there. Let me not even say I had to. I chose to go to the management office and confront the people in charge. I went right to the person in charge and we had a confrontational conversation. Let's just put it that way. And I made it very clear to the person in charge that. When I have a request that something needs to be fixed, uh, you are going to address it. You're going to address it the right way or we're going to have to escalate the situation. And I'll let this person know escalation could be, you know, I'm going to come here and I'm going to talk to your face so you can't be passive aggressive behind an email. Also, I will go above your head because I know these people are, again, they're management. All right, managers are not bosses. I will go above your head to whoever else I need to go to to get this fixed. And I will continue to be a nuisance, so to speak here. And I will come here consistently until this thing gets fixed. And I have the communication skills to do this and I know how to do it. And I've had more than once had to have some type of a confrontational, let's just say, conversation with someone in the management office There's more than one person in there based on some things that they've done that I simply didn't agree with. Now, you may be wondering to yourself, well, if you don't agree with something that they did, maybe they don't agree with something you did, Dre, how do you find the righteousness to believe that you're right. Well, I got an answer to that question that you may not have even been asking, but I'm answered anyway. Answer is I pay to live here. And in any situation in life, the person who's putting the money up has the upper hand of the person who's receiving the money because I'm the one putting the money up. All right, I'm calling the shots. And they know that that's an unspoken conversation that they know that because I'm paying. Okay. Then if I want something done a certain way, then y'all going to get it done. If you're not getting it done, I have a right to voice my concerns. And if you're not listening to my voice, then we're going to do something else. But we're going to get this fixed. So I'm telling you all that to say this. All right, they know who I am. They know when they see me walking into that office. All right, let's address whatever this guy has as an issue so that this doesn't become something that we don't want it to be. Now, I don't know how their dealings are with anybody else who lives here. There's probably a thousand people who live in this building. But 
I know how my dealings have been with these people. And the whole point being, my reputation precedes me uh, when I come into these offices. I know this. Now, I'm a nice guy. I am professional in my communication. I don't get personally nasty with anyone. I don't make any personal attacks on anyone. But I do keep it professional while at the same time, I'm firm in what I want. And I'm professional because I choose to be, not because I have to be. That is not something that I announce, but it's something that I know myself. And I think it comes through in my communication. And I can drop all of that. So rather, I can drop all of that and turn ignorant very quickly if I feel like somebody's bullshitting me. Now, we got the situation resolved to my liking. And I'm not sharing this to present myself as some type of Superman. But to let you know that you, I'm telling you all this because you can do the same thing in your circumstances, in your situations. You can develop the same reputation in your spaces with the people who you deal with, whether that be your team, whether it be staff members, whether it be coworkers, whether it be your family members, whether it be people in your communities, wherever you're dealing with other human beings, it be you can get a lot of things done a lot more easily if everyone in the environment knows you as a person who doesn't accept bullshit, wants things done a certain way, and you are willing to stand on it and willing to make the situation uncomfortable for others if they don't do what you want done, when they all know that about you, things seem to get done a lot more easily and a lot more smoothly for you than they do for others. That's how it works. Now, to be clear, in order for you to develop this reputation, at some point, you're going to have to actually prove it. At some point, you're going to have to actually prove that you're willing to get your hands dirty, you're willing to get in the conflict, and you're willing to confront. Because once they know it, that you're willing to confront and you're willing to get in conflict, usually they won't invite you to do it again. That's the whole point. But you must actually prove it. So you can't be barking like a dog and not willing to actually you know, show your teeth and bite, if you get what I'm saying. So you can roar, but you better be lying. Everybody got what I'm saying here? So I would even go as far as to say that this can be an offensive weapon that can work in your favor more often than it will hurt you. As long as you have, again, this is important. You must have the communication skills to use this properly without overplaying your hand. Now, again, you have to be able to communicate professionally. Don't cross the line. Don't get personal with people. Don't be negative if you don't need to be. All right. You go as far as you need to go while keeping things professional in your communication. And again, don't overplay your hand. All right. Don't say anything that you can't back up. All right. Don't threaten anything that you won't actually do. All right. Don't say you're going to call your lawyer if you don't have a lawyer. All right. Don't say you're going to do something if you're not going to do it because somebody at some point is actually going to challenge you and find out if you're really going to do what you're saying. So don't overplay your hand. Don't say anything that you can't back up. Don't write a check that you can't cash. Everybody got what I'm saying? All right, that's it. Let's recap today's class, which is how avoidance of conflict is strangling your success. Point number one, you want to be liked and accepted more than you want to be successful. Now, again, ideally, we can all be liked and accepted and successful all at the same time. But push comes to shove and you can't have both at the same time. Which one goes first? Your choice. Number two, Many people fail via a simple unwillingness to assert themselves and protect their own personal interests. This is also known as playing the game of politics. Politics is not a bad thing. Politics is simply maneuvering amongst people to get your way. And you should learn how to do that because politics can work very strongly in your favor. When you have solid relationships with other people, you can get a lot more things done through other people than you can through your own efforts. And number three, your reputation precedes you. When people know you're a person who is unwilling to back down and unwilling to compromise and you want things the way that you want them and they know and they know it's real and you're standing on something of substance. People usually will do things the way you want them done without you having to even go that far. You don't even have to go to a level 10. You can keep it at a level five and you'll get everything that you want simply because people know your reputation and they don't want to 
test it. They don't even want to go that far with you because, again, most people don't want to do this. Now, let me tell you one more time the caveat. There are some people who are willing to go that far. So do not think you can just go flinging this around recklessly and nothing ever is going to happen. Eventually, you're going to run into somebody who's going to find out. They're going to want to find out if you really are about what you present yourself as. So make sure whatever you present yourself as, you actually are, all right? because somebody's going to challenge you and find out. Uh, let's find out if you really are that. All right. So be careful. Don't just go fleeing this around recklessly. All that said, text me so you're in my test community. It's free to join. My number is 305-384-6894. Work on your game university dot com. That's the place where I do all of my direct coaching. Any of you want to work with me directly on anything you heard here on this show, you feel it could help you take you to the next level. I think all of you know that. So it's just a matter of uh, you going to work on your game university dot com. That link is down below in the description. Work on your game. Dre all while you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game If you're a long time listener, you might know that I've been drinking AG1 since early 2023 best thing about my introduction to AG1 was that I was able to eliminate all these extra supplements and pills that I was taking every single day because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. AG1 since 2010 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace all those extra multivitamins and pills with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes a bunch of other good things that you need. All you had to do is read the label is right there on their website, which I'll give you in a second. That includes everything you need and more every single day. And since AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support that my body needs daily, and that's why I've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, understand it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and thank yourself later. 